Hi, welcome to Ha'igeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Leah, for a refuah shlema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora, and for all of those affected by the Surfside tragedy. Sometimes, even though our Torah is a delightfully 70-faceted text, and our commentators are also delightfully diverse, I am running low on Parsha email content. In these desperate moments, I have a very specific procedure. Step one, open the Apple Podcasts app. Step two, wait to be inspired. And I cannot explain it in any other way than divine will, but every time I do my two steps, I end up listening to exactly the right podcast to get me on the right track for writing. That happened this week. I stumbled upon a podcast that featured social science researcher Julia Galef speaking about the two frames with which we interpret information, the scout mindset versus the soldier mindset. Galef describes the soldier mindset as approaching situations with the sole intent of defending one's own beliefs, shooting down any other conflicting information, and seeing alternative approaches as the quote-unquote enemy. The soldier mindset tends to be based on emotions like defensiveness and tribalism. The scout mindset, alternatively, is driven by the desire to find the truth, to see what is real, no matter who or where it comes from. The scout mindset is based in curiosity, with a love of learning and solving puzzles. Scouts are grounded in their self-worth, not basing it on how right or wrong they are about any particular topic. If you can pick it up from these descriptors, we should all strive to be scouts. As Galif says in her own words, the scout mindset is my term for the motivation to see things as they are, and not as you wish they were. Being or trying to be intellectually honest, objective, or fair-minded, and curious about what's actually true. That scout person sounds like someone that I would like to be around. Now, why in the world am I bringing up soldiers and scouts? Excellent question, thank you for asking. In this week's Parsha, we begin the Book of Devarim of Deuteronomy. Devarim takes place over the final five weeks of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, our teacher's life. He's recapping the events of the Torah from Avraham onward, from Abraham onward, with an important emphasis of a particular event that happened pretty recently in our narrative, about 38 years ago in the Torah timeline, but pretty recently in Parshat Shalach, where we have the event of Chetamaraglim, the sin of the spies. As a recap, as B'nai Israel approaches the land of Israel, some leaders become nervous about this new home of theirs. They ask Moshe if they can send some spies in to scout out the land and to confirm that it is an Eretz Tovah, a good land. In the first telling of the story back in Parshat Shalach, Moshe and God allow the spies to go to the land, but send them with very specific instructions. One instruction sums up the rest. Moshe asks them to confirm if it is a good or a bad land, using the words tov and ra, good versus bad. This word tov, for good, is very powerful. To truly understand a biblical word, though, we can explore its other usages. Besides being used in the creation story famously, one of the first significant times we see tov is in regard to the tree of knowledge of good and bad, the Eitz Hadat Tov here, God gives Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, a test. God has defined what is good and what is evil in God's terms, but lets Adam and Chava know that there is, in fact, a choice, whether or not they are satisfied with God's defining the terms. They make what seems like the wrong choice. After being instructed not to eat from the tree, they eat from the tree. 
Adam and Chava want to know both good and evil and be able to define it for themselves. Another important time is the first time Tov is being used in regard to the land of Israel. At the burning bush, God tells Moshe that God will rescue B'nai Yisrael from Egypt and give them, quote, a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Eretz Tovah, Zivat Chalav Udvash. Here, Tov seems to be both well-wrought and well-formed, as well as viable. To God, Tov is exactly what the land is, and the land is Tov because God has deemed it so. When the spies return, though, from scouting out the land in Chetamaraglim, they do not use the word Tov at all, even though they were specifically asked to. They do admit that the land is flowing with milk and honey, Zavat Halavudvash, echoing what God said at the burning bush, but they do not say that it's Tov. The spies have ignored perhaps the most important descriptor of the land, Tov. God is who defines good versus evil in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden, and God is who defines the land as good in the story of the burning bush as well as Chetamaraglim. What the spies did that was so wrong was their dissatisfaction with the way that God defined good versus bad. They decided that they alone could deem something Tov or Ra, and this was their largest misdeed. The spies were embodying the epitome of the soldier mindset, motivated by fear, tribalism, literally, because they were heads of the tribes of Israel, lol, and personal interests, they saw what they wanted to see in the land. When the spies saw the large, bountiful fruit of Eretz Yisrael, instead of recognizing the divinity of the land, they saw its unnaturality. When the spies saw cities with strong-looking walls, they saw strong cities, instead of weak cities that needed the protection of stone walls. When the spies saw lots of funerals happening in the land while they were there, they saw death, instead of the divine act of God keeping the people occupied while the spies scouted. Each time they were presented with objectively good facts, they disregarded them for their own biases. In the same way that a soldier views alternative options as the enemy, the spies viewed a new life in Eretz Yisrael as a non-option. Their fear, their reluctance for change, and their inability to view things as they were meant to, i.e. in the scout mindset, was their downfall. They saw what they wanted to see, a scary land full of scary people, instead of the reality as a scout would have. But of course, not all of the spies looked at the land as a soldier would. Kalev and Yehoshua, Caleb and Joshua, had faith in God, an example of their rootedness, their security, and therefore were able to put aside their emotions and see the reality. Kalev and Yehoshua embodied the scout mindset and therefore were the only of the 12 spies that would live to see the land. Kalev and Yehoshua trusted God's deeming of the land as tov, as good, and therefore came out of this ordeal relatively unscathed. Of course, we like to think that we too are scouts like Kalev and Yehoshua, but even accurately assessing whether we are a scout or a soldier in mindset requires a scout mindset. In short, it's hard. But to break it down, a soldier cannot listen to constructive criticism. A soldier cannot have a productive discussion with someone that differs in opinion to them. A soldier cannot use their curiosity to grow and change. But of course, a scout can. I like to picture a scout as a dry sponge or a blank piece of paper, ready to take on whatever information they are presented with. And I see a soldier as a saturated sponge or a fully drawn on piece of paper. There's no room there for growth. Like my fourth grade voice teacher instructed me when I would belt too loudly at the start of a song, she would say, give yourself somewhere to go musically, Shira. 
And in this context, I guess I mean to give yourself room mentally to take on new evidence. That's the, that's the scout mindset, I guess, in, in music and in life. So I ask that you reflect on your own mindset. Of course, a soldier mindset isn't all bad. If we are too scout-like, perhaps that means we don't have enough of a confirmed point of view, while a soldier definitely does. So how else can a soldier mindset be helpful? How else can we reconcile both a scout and a soldier mindset? And how can we grow toward a balanced mindset in general? I'm going to attach a link for Julia Gallus' new book, The Scout Mindset, Why Some People Can See Things Clearly and Others Don't, here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend and a meaningful Tisha B'Av on Sunday. Wishing you all the best.